just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show, episode sixty nine. It is me, Justin. I'm here with Meals. What's up, Meals? Yo, um, fresh off the challenge. I'm I'm pretty much ready. You act like you were in the challenge, man. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I'm there. Can't I just feel like I'm there for that hour in the day? Fucking hate you. It's literally the only hour of the week where I get complete joy. Yeah. Uh, Sure, but it, you know <laughs> it is what it is. Nonetheless, we are not alone on this episode. Not at all. We have a special guest on this episode. Uh, but before we get to the special guest, uh, I have a very special um, announcement to make. Wow, your tone just kind of shifted. Yeah, it, it's it's very. I don't know, man. It's it's kind of tough to say this, but the A show is leaving RNC. Oh, what? Yeah, Wait a minute. the A show is uh, leaving RNC Radio SoundCloud RSS channel. This is the last episode that the A show will be on uh, this channel. We are moving to our own dedicated A show channel, um, which means that all of the special shows that we do for for the A show, whether it be something like the CM Punk episode or our WrestleMania shows or our special uh, retrospective and, and anniversary shows, all our weekly shows will be on the A show soundcloud uh itunes everything is going to be built out as you know just like as rnc was it happened you know weekly by you know week by week brick by brick we we built it up but um we're moving on we're, we're, we're moving on we're, we're still rnc i mean don't you make it sound so uh like god like we're breaking up what are we doing is we're, we're just expanding the brand yeah you know the brand is continuing expanding the brand continues to grow strong we like to you know thank everybody all the supporters of the a show who's managed to continue to listen every week and this is really you know that we still gonna offer and we're still gonna promo all the shows on rnc radio network because we're still rnc but at the same time listen you're getting exclusive a show feed that means everything on this on the feed moving forward the a show will be wrestling you may get bonus podcasts you may get a lot more different things on the pipeline you might get new voices and different people and all this other stuff and it'll just all be the a show so those of you who are fans of the a show fans of professional wrestling fans of everything make sure you get ready to tell everybody to subscribe to the a show rnc feed and and then we're going to need all those five star you know reviews over there as well so make sure just make sure you know next week will be an exciting week yeah show and and we will be dropping the link to that uh obviously when the show drops but we'll also be blasting the timeline with the new information when we get it but i just want to announce at the top of the show just so that we can get it out the way so the people aren't confused next thursday when they're asking where the fuck the a show is uh so yes meals we have a special guest on the show today uh why don't you intro listen we have a special guest it is the winner 
of the Women's Royal Rumble, Becky Lynch. No, I'm lying. Um, we have the <laughs> winner of the A-Show Royal Rumble pool. I mean, coming from the sort of women's side, I guess it's very lucky that Becky Lynch entered when she entered because otherwise you would not have won. But <laughs> um, we have a very special guest. Welcome, Darius, to the show. You can follow him on Twitter at Darius underscore ESQ. Darius, welcome to the show, bro. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Glad to be on the A Show. I'm a huge fan. Justin Mills, thanks for having me. Um, And yes, shout out to Becky Lynch because (laughs) Lana almost had me (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) How'd you feel when when you drew Lana and you were like, oh, like, 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 what was she's blubbering and what was I was livid. Like, (laughs) sis couldn't even make it to the ring, bro. Like, I was, I was hot. (laughs) I was so upset. Darius, where are you from? And uh, just sort of you, where are you from when you start getting into professional wrestling? And maybe like, how'd you hear about us? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that, too. Well, that was a lot. Um, okay. So <laughs> I'm originally from Georgia, but I'm currently in North Carolina going to law school. Oh, um, I heard about you guys through my buddy Caleb. He told me over the summer, I think around July, maybe. Um, showed me some different podcasts and he was like, Hey, these guys are awesome. You should check them out on your drive down. And I did. And ever since then, it's been like a weekly routine of mine. Tune into a show. Awesome. Man. Shout out Definitely. to Caleb. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. Really putting us on out here. Um, what, what would you say is, and just, this will be the last question. I want to, cause I kind of want to get the feel of the wrestling fan. What's your favorite match? Just one of your favorite matches, maybe not your favorite, but what's your favorite match? Um, Let's see. So put him on the spot. I started right. uh, No prep time. (laughs) I started off as a fan around 2002, 2003. And then I left around 2008 Mm, and then came back 2014 and have been a fan since. So um, my scope is going to be somewhat limited, but I'm probably going to say, Yikes, there's so many good ones. I'm sorry. I got to go Velveteen Dream, Aleister Black, Takeover. That's a really good match to me. And that's the one that came to mind. It's probably not my favorite of all time, but it's definitely up there. Listen, we stand Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black on the show, so this is no problem. <laughs> like we we're here with our i mean I'm, well first of all thank you you know we, we set this up thank you for entering the a show Royal rumble pool we will have more similar contests in the future we actually have something really fun coming up next month that i think everyone's going to be excited for but i mean i think we should start to get in the show because we have a pretty stacked show uh yeah well i was saying I was saying to Mills right before we started that uh this is ended up being a bigger show than we thought so i mean we're we're leaving the, the rnc fee with a bang this week <laughs> this is true man well, let's uh, do it uh let's start up uh rip to pedro morales uh who, who passed away the, the first ever triple crown champion uh such as i mean once again like you know, we're, we're losing all of all the legends here and uh pedro just is another one listen yeah i mean hall of famer someone who's just around the wwwf days someone who's been champion someone who's really kind of paved the way and and when you think about all the you know the hispanic stars that have come sort of afterwards pedro morales is really at the top of the you know just kind of the forefather the real true ancestor of all this in professional wrestling um and especially in you know 
bringing that sort of, you know, to America, there's always been the Mexican style of wrestling and then wrestling overseas and Puerto Rico and things like that. But really someone who broke ground in America, um, RIP to Pedro Morales, man, a true legend. Yeah. RIP. Uh, I, I hate to like say like just kind of like, wrap that up like I I, I wasn't yeah, but, I wasn't you know we mean like, well she knows yeah. we mean well we all love I mean we show we show you know we definitely show appreciation for all the greats that sort of come forward right and we gotta you know also talk about the greats of today and one of that includes Kenny Omega. Yes, this is AEW Watch uh, for the week. Uh, Darius, are you familiar with AEW Watch? I am familiar with AEW Watch, but I'm not as up to date with what, be, what may be going on. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about it today. Uh, first up, Kenny Omega is officially. I mean, I, I mean, I, are we even surprised here? Kenny Omega is officially signed with AEW. Uh, he he officially announced his uh, his signing at the AEW pool party in Las Vegas last. What week. a way to sign up! <laughs> Listen, imagine. You showing up. I mean, you're a big, you're a big acquisition for the brand, and say, you know what, we got this pool party doesn't quite have enough of a, you know, a bang to it. Let's make sure we get this Kenny Omega announcement at this pool party, and let's let's get it rocking. <laughs> not Come not on. enough, not enough Plug the speaker in, up. <laughs> yeah, not enough incels in the pool, so we gotta get it. We got Kenny Omega there. But I mean, um, we we talked about it for a couple of weeks on what Kenny Omega would do, and you know, I think once we didn't see him at the Royal Rumble, we kind of just knew what it was going to be, um, especially with the major announcements for AEW over the last couple of weeks. So you know what, Kenny Omega, you know, he's he, he's here to break new ground in AEW, and he's here to you know, really kind of bring his style back to the states. Um, it's, it was unexpected. I think we. It was always there when it was announced that he he would go. Um, I, I don't think it's a. I think it's a, a huge get for them. I mean, obviously one of the most popular indie stars uh, in the world right now. I don't think it's as big of a loss to WWE that they, that they didn't get him. So, uh, Darius, were you familiar with Kenny Omega before? Have you seen any of his matches? Uh, how do you feel about this? Um, I've only seen the match against. Was it? Jericho? Yeah, Jericho. Yeah. And so I'm familiar with who he is, and it wasn't a shock to me, you know, because all of his buddies are over there at AEW. So I wasn't expecting him to pull up at the Royal Rumble or at, in, at any WWE event anytime soon. So shout out to him. Congrats. Shout out, shout out to his fedora <laughs> also. <laughs> Listen, that's how you know. I mean, he's in. They're moving to where is it? Jacksonville, Florida. Now, listen. Yeah, uh, they they also set a up different his flavor. First, they set up his first match. Ironically, Darius said his, he saw the first match against Jericho. Uh, Jericho in Omega Two is going to be at Double or Nothing in Vegas over Memorial Day weekend in May. Um, obviously, a hot ticket match for a lot of people. I thought the first match was was right. really, was really good. I don't know if there's much juice in seeing that again and, and how they can make that different, but. Um, we'll see. I, I, I guess. mean, it's under different guys now, and and I think we can, you know, you know, with AEW All or Nothing, I think maybe we can even transition a little bit into that news, where you know it's sold out in four minutes, according to Cody and 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 the rest of AEW. So it looks like there's a demand for it. Um, it, it, it if this is the main event that you're seeing Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, it's probably, yeah. their, it, I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's probably their best main event that they've got. 
for their like second yeah. major show in America? Uh, I guess uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> the card is good, but we've seen these matches before. You know, it's it's just the frustrating part of it. We've seen these before. Like, I don't know. Yeah, this is true. You know what? This is true, but I, you know, I feel like it's only a matter of time until more people start signing up and we start getting. I mean, I feel like we're generally going to get a lot of things we've seen before. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure eventually we might see Hogan in AEW. Oh my lord! See Bischoff, <laughs> a little Bischoff action. You know, I, it, to me, it's just there isn't much that we haven't seen in the professional wrestling business. And these things kind of return in this like cyclical fashion. I mean, we've seen it with TNA, we've seen it with ROH, where they're sort of letting on these sort of old stars in the past and then, but also trying to develop new stars at the same time. Um, But really leaning on the old talent to really bring just a, a, a name to themselves in America. And, you know, all, all or nothing is sold out, but there's still, it seems like, with all the conversations on the internet, the narrative is continuing to be like, oh, they're still talking to these big stars. They're still, you know, trying to recruit these major stars to AEW. And another one that has been talked about this week is, is Dave Batista. Yeah, uh, another AEW watch. And I guess we'll do our, our sliding scale of AEW news. Uh, Batista reportedly has been talking to AEW and WWE for a wrestling return. Uh, listen, man. He Get fucked up bag. that. He <laughs> fucked up the Marvel bag. He's trying to go anywhere. <laughs> Didn't he want to do a program with Triple H? Yeah, but I I just don't think that that's in the cards. You know, I I just feel like you know what is what is what is even the WrestleMania card anyway at this point? Like I don't think we're gonna have a Triple H know. match on the card. You know, I feel like we. You're probably right because I also feel like if we're gonna have a Triple H on the card, Triple H match on the card, it probably would have been hinted back in November or you know December or something along those lines. They would have begun send the seeds for that. Um, but Batista, you know, potentially talking to AEW and WWE, I can't blame him. Might as well see what's on the other side. Let's see where the cash is at. I don't know. Um, there's a but to me, Batista still loves professional wrestling in a way that, you know, he can't really give it up. And once he goes back, he kind of gets the itch for it. Um, but we haven't really seen Dave Batista too many times outside of the WWE sort of banner. I think he dabbled in MMA a little bit. Um, I yeah, think it's a, it's a draw. It's a draw. It's a draw. Definitely. Dave Batista. He's a, you know, he's an action star. The Avengers is coming out, whether he will, <laughs> return in that movie i don't know um well, he, he return the movie i just don't know if he's coming back for like guardians or anything I mean, darius are you are you a marvel fan or a dc fan darius give it to me straight fella i am a marvel guy but okay. i'm so behind i haven't been able to watch movies in a long time i mean you can so not have seen <laughs> yeah. yeah but i'm missing out on the greatness that i keep hearing is all these avenger movies you know so uh, aside from the Dark Knight, I don't really fuck with DC. Wow. So sorry. Let's draw the line in the sand right now, man. I gotta draw the line in the fucking sand with this guy right now. Oh my god! But <laughs> listen, Dave Batista. All right, could you see? Could you conceivably see Dave Batista signing to AEW, taking the check, and 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 showing up at all? You know, double or nothing, or all or nothing, or whatever they're calling it. Double or nothing. And then uh, conceivably, you know, becoming the next big star that signs to the company. Could you see that? 
Uh, Darius, what do you I think? can't see it. I can't see it personally. Uh, I could see it if they are not. Um, I I just can't. I I really can't see him doing anything. Like I think <laughs> I, I'm like I think he's such good friends with with Hunter and, and and Orton and Vince that I just couldn't see. I think he's trying to. He's meeting with them just to kind of like poke them. Like hey. I could really leave. I, I think they'll have something for him. I just don't know if it's going to be a mania. Like with mania, it's too late. To yeah, me. I feel like, but I also, it. I also feel like with those type of things, I feel like, you know, Batista's like got to be 50 years old by now. He's yeah. not really coming back to be like a guy just on the, th- he wants to come back in a sort of a big capacity role. And I mean, the big capacity roles are all in the open and they're apparently, you know, six figure deals. I mean, even though Batista is probably more than a six figure star, quite honestly, um, are all in AEW. So we could see what happens. I mean, is there a place for Dave Batista currently in the WWE, even on the WrestleMania card? Uh, Could you no, see not, it conceivably? Like uh, it, it, other than other than Triple H, no, I, don't, I can't see it. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, it, 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 it'd have to be Triple H for me. Uh, I, you know, I'm interested to see where this goes. But then again, this could all be nothing. I feel like the narrative around every week we've had this AEW watch and it's been fun, but it's kind of also a play on the fact that the the you know. The, the pro wrestling news circuit has continued to throw AEW's name and in, in various rumors and, and and say all these other guys are signing and all these guys are interested. And, you know, this guy might jump from this company to that company just to sort of keep the brand name alive and keep that sort of energy around it. Um, Very few rumblings on that on that end this week, too, as far as people jumping or possibly jumping ship. I mean, you even have a report that like Dean Ambrose are trying to keep him now. Oh really? Yeah, uh, there there was reported this week that it's not out of the realm of possibility that WWE could possibly change his mind. Huh? Huh? It's it's just really wow. weird. Yeah, like it's it's just really weird that they've announced this so far ahead. I feel like if like just think about when they did with Punk, uh, if they had announced this so far ahead, you know, we would have known about it, and then he would have done the you know he would have did the the Money in the Bank match, and he would have stayed. But it's like with Dean, you know, we usually don't hear these types of negotiations play out in the public like this, right? So that's why it's completely possible. I think it is possible that they, at the at the last moment, that they could conceivably uh, change his mind. I mean, it it really could be. I mean, who knows? I mean, that would, that would just be very very interesting. That would be very very interesting. I mean, it's possible that AEW has had an effect on how WWE does business, even if it's from that sort of standpoint. Who knows? If they're willing to say like, uh, you know what, Dean, we, you know, let's talk a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes over the next couple of weeks. Mania season is revving up, and I'm sure all the rumors will become much more rampant. Uh, we also have, uh, in, in New Japan news, uh, Darius, you, you're not a huge New Japan guy, right? I am not. All right, good. That That's fine. That's completely well, fine. Well, listen, you're not, you know, I don't want to say you're not the only one, but, you know, I, I dabble, but, you know, I'm not a real, you know, as, as far as the New Japan officiant, you know, I know some of the people, but, you know, I, yeah. <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure you know this guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jay White is the... Uh, the IWGP heavyweight champion. Uh, he won the he won the title Monday morning from Tanahashi, and one of the most perplexing and utterly confusing decisions that New Japan has ever made. But you know what? You know what? This is their fault. Can, can I say this in terms of the context of all this happenings? It, it comes on Monday morning. It is the night after the Grammys. The Grammys is the headline, the talk of the town, everything, sort of that, and 
maybe on just my timeline. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, on your timeline. <laughs> but it's it's really the talk of the town kind of everywhere and Cardi B and all this other stuff. And then you wake up six something in the morning and you just see Jay White holding the IWGP championship. And you're just like, how the hell did that happen? When did that happen? To me, I was like, when did that happen? Because I did, once again, I did not know there was a show <laughs> um, that weekend, nor would I have on Grammy night. But, you know, Jay White is the new IWGP champion and, I've, I've been reading reports that a lot of this has to do with the, the fact that Kenny Omega did not resign. Yes. Uh, and, and when I say it's their fault, that is exactly what it is. Uh, I think this has a lot to do with the way Gato books New Japan. He books it, according to Kenny Omega in his interview with Dave Meltzer uh, from a couple of days ago after he signed, Kenny says that he was supposed to uh, essentially, I believe, beat Tanahashi, then mm-hmm. lose, to, lose to Okada in, in MSG in, right. in April. So because he did not sign, he had to lose to Tanahashi. Tanahashi had to hold the title for a month, lose it to Jay White. So Jay White will probably lose it to Okada uh, in April because Okada will probably win the New Japan Cup. So essentially, he's booked it so far in advance that he never even thought to think that any of these guys from the elite would ever leave. They would all, they would all fulfill their contracts and fulfill out his storylines two years in advance all the way to 2021. I think it's just an even more perplexing thought that all these contracts end at the same time at the same time and after the, your biggest show of the year. So you have all that momentum going into your biggest show of the year and then suddenly you can't even capitalize on it because everyone has left. And this has not happened one year and this has happened last Multiple year, years. the year before that, Nakamura, the year before that. Bro, Nakamura, <laughs> Styles, Styles, and the club all at the same time. All at the same year. time. And this is just indicative of the way that they run business now and i gotta say this right now like from i want to say around 2015 to this point new japan was the hottest shit out period you look at where they're at right now with their roster that is not the case anymore they are back in my opinion to where they were before this you have guys like naito uh, you have you had guys like Takahashi, even you had guys like Kushida, who's all who's WWE bound, who all could have carried this brand into the next uh, into the next era. Right. And because of the elite, because of the focus on the elite, you cannot do that anymore. It is going to take a long time for them to dig out of this hole. I don't think Jay White is the one. I don't think he's going to keep it for a very long time. But my God, if that's where you have to go with someone who is utterly heatless and I watched the match, it was silent as a fucking church match when he won. Oh my God. You know, it's to me, it's uh gosh, you know what? I can't even explain this. I don't even watch the show, but um, just from just looking at it, I'm not completely opposed to the idea, but from how the, it kind of came together is really wow. It just doesn't make sense. And, and they put it, their chips behind a guy like Jay White had him beat literally everyone last year. And then they gave, and then it's like he's still not over. And yeah, it's like, he's not over. That's really the the main issue is that he's not completely over yet. But it's worse than the Roman thing, where it's like at least Roman was getting booed. Right. Jay White is getting like no reaction at all. So it's like it's almost like you you dropped the title and you gave it to Xbox. Well, like they didn't fuck. give a they didn't give a fuck. I mean, is this similar? Is this like a similar situation to the? You know how in, in 2004, WWE dropped the, you know, they had Eddie Guerrero as the champion and then suddenly JBL wins the belt. Yeah. And it's kind of like, 
what is going on here? Because this guy was a mid-carder like three months ago. He was literally, you know, in a, in a tag team championship match on WrestleMania. Now he's suddenly got the belt. And it's kind of like perplexing in terms of how the crowd responds and everything goes at it. I do, would you compare that situation to this in terms of just like how this has all come together? Um, I, I'd say that there's definite parallels to that for sure. Okay. Uh, um, I, I, I really think that even with JBL, I think that there was a modicum of, of overness that he had though. Mm. Like with yeah. Jay White, they gave him the bullet club and he's still not over. This is true. <laughs> he's got the whole bullet club and he's not, and he had chaos. Like they just, they've dissolved two major factions. Well, you know, the bullet club ain't the same that it was before. Everyone notable in the bullet club has left. So at this point now you're kind of getting what's left over of the bullet club. It doesn't even seem like it should be called a bullet club anymore. It seems like they should go move forward in terms of establishing some other entity in in the brand because the bullet club, the bullet club is over. The moment has passed. Yeah. It is beyond. For sure. No longer, you know, anything really. I mean, people don't even wear their shirts like that anymore. So, all of the um, incels uh, have moved on to AEW wear. So there yeah. you go. Um, but yes, that's start. That's my New Japan uh, eulogy. I'll be I'll be keeping a close eye on New Japan for the the coming in the coming weeks. Uh, I mean, when's the MSG move, show? When's the MSG the, show? Uh, it is uh, Mania weekend. I think it's the, I think it's the same day as Takeover. I want to say. Oh my god! Yeah, Wait same day as Takeover. Now. Yeah, same day as Takeover. I, don't, I, I it's not sold out i'll say that much takeover is well yes <laughs> but you know <laughs> i mean we, you know we all can't be nxt takeover but um yeah, you know you know how, you know how it is this is <laughs> <laughs> there we go there. <laughs> i love the facts um let's move on to totally oh, it's, the, it's the night of it's the night of the um Hall the, uh, the Hall of Fame, which oh, okay. apparently WWE has no, no longer cares for, <laughs> according to reports that yeah, I Yeah, I was about to say, did, did we get any, like, like did they tell us who's headlining or anybody who's getting inducted this year nope. so far? Nope. I heard it, the rumor is that the Hart Foundation is getting in. But usually okay, we, okay. we get a we get a you know Fox News reports. Wow! Whoa! Whoa! You mean CBS, bro? <laughs> oh, so are we doing that now? CBS News. It's, it's CBS News. Okay. Sports Anything Illustrated. News, <laughs> Sports Illustrated. You know. Uh, and they usually drop the black inductee around Black History Month. This is true. I mean, we don't even, we don't even have that this year. I don't even know, man. Who who would we who would we induct? Um. I wouldn't be mad if they just skipped it, but they kind of can't because they're in their home territory this year. Oh, this is true. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no Bruno type figure. It, let's be honest. Like the Hall of Fame doesn't matter at all. No. Ever so, since last year when it was seven hours long. Yeah. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Like, like Darius, do you watch the Hall of Fame ceremony at all? Nope. Exactly. So, it, I mean, we're, we're I talking. About, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the truncated USA version. That's what I do watch. Uh, well, yes. Listen, the fact that it was seven hours, that poor um, who was it inducted last year? Gosh, it, it was Bill Goldberg to a half empty room. <laughs> it was like twelve p. It was like twelve a.m. and he was just, just got to the stage. I mean, just, he he probably looked out and said, "Hey, it's just like WCW 2000. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> uh, <is> up. <laughs> uh, moving on to Total Divas news. Uh, it has been reported today. That the Uh-oh. Bella Twins, or there's a lot of this. Uh, this is a lot of news on Total Divas. The Listen. Bella Twins are not returning to Total Divas. 
And to replace them, Sonya Deville and possibly Ronda Rousey will be joining the show. That is fucking huge. I mean, wow. It's not huge for the Bellas. What are they doing? I mean. Their stock is falling. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. I mean, we're coming off the same week that Total Bellas have gone its lowest viewership ever. Like people are not into the idea of just total bellas. People love all the different personalities on total divas, even though I don't watch total divas. I'm just be honest with you. I, I have watched it. It is an entertaining show. It's just not something that I care to keep up with. Same with total bellas again, entertaining show. Don't care to keep up with it. But you know, to me, the bellas deciding just to step out on the brand that they helped build to go into sort of a solo venture with total bellas. To me, it just, They'll be back on Total Divas. I'm 100% sure they'll be back. And the, but, I mean, they also cut Lana and Rusev. That's something that we're, we kind of buried the lead on. Like, the disrespect of Rusev continues, Mills. I mean, I'm sure Rusev ain't even want to be on that damn show anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he didn't even want to be on that show. He was like, oh, God, I can finally, you know, without cameras following me around. Like, they, they following him to Bulgaria and all this other shit, man. Like, come on. No one wants that. But you know what? Props to props to Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville is going to be on it. I hear. Um, who else is going to be on it? There, there is definitely a roster. Um, Naomi's back, I believe. Naomi's back. Well, Naomi is a Naomi and, and Jay's relationship is just is just goals. Um, Carmelo will be back on Total Divas. So that's fire. Yeah. Um, single Carmelo. I'm hoping she's single at least. Um, not that I care. You know, it is. You know, whatever. Um, Nia Jax, Natalia, Naomi, uh, and a couple more people. Paige won't be on it this season. You know, it, it is what it is. You know what? It, again, Total Divas, not a, a major watch for me, but still. Not not a watch at all for me. Uh, but I do think that if Ronda Rouse is on the show, I will be compelled to watch because you never really got a look into her life in that manner. And you're able to see how she interacts with the other women. And we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get to see and peek behind the curtain of how these things kind of work as far as she goes, because she is a, you know, a larger level star than a lot of the, the women on that roster are. And how, she, you know, if it's if they're going to be doing like from Survivor Series on, that's going to be really interesting. Or even from Mania on, that would be an interesting thing. To well, Total Divas is a, is a kooky show. We could get the real like... We could get like the real behind the scenes of Ronda Rousey life, or we could get like Ronda Rousey like cat sitting for Natalia. Like we could get it's 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 really a way across the spectrum in terms of what could actually happen on that show. So yeah, it's definitely an interesting show. I will say that although I don't like watch it when it's on, I have it set to record, and so when I don't have anything to watch, I definitely watch it. And that is that show is probably the only reason why I like Natalia. just because because she's kind of like funny in a little quirky way but well that episode where she couldn't cook and and titus was (laughs) ripping her a new one to me is hilarious stuff like that i was like oh i kind (laughs) of like her you know what i'll still give total d and i won't totally you know shit on total divas total divas a lot of credit a lot of you know women fans that i know got back or got into professional wrestling because of the show. And a lot of people that I know are just like, oh, you know, Naomi and, and Jimmy or Jay or I forgot his name, real name, um, our goals, like, you know, da 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 da. So I'll, I'll give the show its credit. It's done its work that it's supposed to do. But, you know, it's nine seasons in. Good Lord. 
All right. So that was no holds barred for this week. Uh, now we're going to get into the Elimination Chamber 2019 predictions. Uh, a couple notes on the show. Mustafa Ali is out uh, because of an injury that he sustained. He sustained a concussion as, as well. I, I'm guessing it's from Randy Orton literally stomping his face last week. Um, it could be that. It could be Randy Orton pulling him off the top rope. It could be Eric Rowan choke slamming his head into the damn table. You know, it could be a series of things. The man really takes an ass kicking. Um, Chill out, Mustafa. Jesus. I mean, uh, yeah. to, repl- to replace Mustafa, Kofi Kingston is in the match. And boy, did he have a fucking banger of a gauntlet match on Tuesday night uh, on SmackDown. Did you guys watch it? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Talk about it, Darius. Kofi just, I knew that he was good, but I just was not expecting the shit that he pulled out yesterday. Like, it was just phenomenal and then seeing that he actually pinned daniel bryan was crazy to me like well deserved the man the man a marathon man 60 minutes into the show he managed to pin daniel bryan jeff hardy samoa joe and almost aj styles uh a lot of times yeah it's a to me, it was a real, and, and we talked about that, those performances, and we talked about last year where you know Seth Rollins really became invigorated through this Gauntlet match series. I mean, Kofi Kingston was really put on display, and I think in the over a decade that he's been in WWE, this has been his best performance by far. Um, <laughs> yes, I, solo performance at least. And this yeah. is ten years. This is ten years after that Orton program. Oh yeah. Uh, so I mean, it it it's you know it just goes to show that like you know greatness doesn't doesn't get worse; it gets better. And I mean, it was gonna look shaky if Randy Orton showed up out of nowhere and just RKO'd him and brought back those memories. But but they made him look so strong. They made him look like a fucking star. And I think that that is one of the the greatest testaments to the, just what SmackDown does with a lot of these guys. I mean, even with having Mustafa Ali out, it could have been him this week. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and it would have been fucking even 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 crazier if if that. But I I love the story that Kofi um, doesn't get a lot of opportunities like this. And he said he said this in a, a, uh, a after the show interview with the New Day, which is like seven minutes long, which is one of his best interviews he's ever done. Um, just talking about like he is a gift of, and he is also the present. And right. he's been present in the company for eleven years. You know what? I would have sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, no, I would have loved. I think you know. By the time he got eliminated, they were so short on time. Yeah. Um, because it was literally like forty-five seconds left in the show. By the time he got eliminated, I don't know how they pulled that off. <laughs> um, because I was even looking at my watch, like, yo, <laughs> you know, they did it. They did it on Raw. Also, I don't know if you guys caught this when Triple H comes. Uh, when when Ronda comes down after Becky apologizes, Triple H literally whispers to Ronda while she's walking. Oh up, yeah, like, yeah, basically. yeah. Did you peep that? We was just like, hurry I up, did. hurry up, hurry up. I did. Then, I did. And then when Vince is on the ramp. The cameraman or the producer comes up to him when Charlotte's like there and she, he's tugged on Vince like we're about to run out of time. <laughs> I think they haven't figured out the the hard time 11 o'clock. It's tough. Yet. It's tough. It's tough when you got live shows. But I also feel like, you know what, it's sort of back to the Kofi point. I would have loved just even just a minute of kind of the crowd being able to react to Kofi's elimination and maybe just giving them the adulation and just kind of having that moment where people are just like, wow, this guy really lasted an hour. 
But, I mean, with the 45 seconds left, you got to have, you know, RKO running in, making the pin, and closing the show all in the same sentence. So, it's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I have not peeped the interview, but I will definitely check it out right after we finish recording this. Definitely check that out. Um, also, speaking of Charlotte Flair, uh, <laughs> a we can wild... talk about Charlotte long form a little bit, you know. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that. But she is supposed to be in attendance uh, at the show as well. Um, first up, Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa, WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, this is a match that's been built up over the last couple of weeks. I feel as though 205 Live is a show that really has no stakes. So, uh, I mean, my prediction is pretty. It was pretty flat. Uh, pretty, I think Buddy Murphy's going to retain. Darius, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going with Buddy. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with Buddy, too. You know, I honestly think they need to make the best out of these Cruiserweight Championship matches. I mean, they have fantastic matches every show. It's literally four-star every show. Um, four-star or higher. I think with the time that they're featured on the same card as the main roster guys, they may have to start incorporating, like, reasons to watch 205 live and that might include some shenanigans um from time to time but i feel like they need to i I need to feel more compelled to watch 205 live that's what i kind of feel like i need like every month it's kind of just like a you know oh a new challenger okay great you know oh a new challenger great and and last month i just knew we had a fatal four-way match but i didn't really know what the stakes was and how everything was running into it and things like that but and the same thing is coming for this month with the kirituzawa it's kind of like i know he's the number one contender but i don't know the jury and maybe that's and, and you know well it's usually the same way as, as it is with anybody that he won a number one contender match because that's literally all they do every month oh yeah well you know, can't argue with the facts, but yeah, I think that we need, I think as much, you know, I understand, you know, and I don't like to speak of this man's name on this podcast because he's kind of a cornball, but the Enzo era of 205 Live, um, you, more people felt compelled to watch because it's such the character that he was. And I think while the athleticism is very on par and it's very attractive on 205 Live, you need something else. And to be honest, to me, that might be Leo Rush. That's just saying. I'm just saying. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree as well. I think the thing with Enzo is that we all were tuning in to see, like, okay, is Enzo finally going to get his ass beat? Is Enzo finally going to get his ass beat? And I think we could do something, or they could do something similar with Leo. Like you were saying, like he could be the guy that brings the compelling storylines and makes us want to tune in again instead of just, you know, all right, who's the number one contender this week? Who's the number one contender, you know, this month? So. Absolutely. Um, Next match. Uh, And and that that was in the pre-show, by the way. That's probably uh, it's going to be in the pre-show. Next match. (laughs) Braun Strowman versus fucking Baron Corbin. A fucking gin. No disqualification match. What do you think, Mills? Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, that wasn't me, but shout out to Darius for taking the words right out of my mouth. Why? Like, I get it because there's nothing to do, but why? We don't need this match. Braun is so washed. I don't even think that there's even a, a word or a level that we can put him on of washness. Like, I don't care anymore about Braun Strowman. I just don't. Well, listen, to me, this match works if they manage to make it a competitive match, um, 
This is no DQ match, so it's going to be bells and whistles. Oh, it's 100% going to be bells and whistles, but I feel like that's also an opportunity to make it competitive. Now, will that happen? I have no idea. Braun Strowman is the the monster of a man. Um, but I do think the way this match works, I think to sort of throw everybody off, because no one is looking forward to this match at all. <laughs> just, they're just not. You could have seen this on Raw, and I'm pretty sure we have seen this on Raw. Um but the way they do this is make this sort of a competitive back and forth kind of match and maybe have Baron Corbin show a few things that we haven't really seen Braun Strowman get hit with as of yet. Um, but then ultimately get beat because Baron Corbin is trash. But, you know, it's... Uh, nah, I, I, I think Baron's going to win. I think Drew McIntyre is going to come out. Mm, interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, you know. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to result of this match. Don't care. IDC. <laughs> um, Same. <laughs> IDC. You can't but, say IDC. We have uh, to, just for archival purposes, who do you okay. think is going to win? Braun Strowman. Okay. What about you, Darius? I'm going Baron because okay. of interference from Drew. Yep. There we go. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Braun never loses unless it's some fuck shit. Uh, good luck to Braun Strowman. Um, next up. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush versus Finn Balor uh, for the Intercontinental Championship in a handicap match. Are, are we possibly going to see a bigger role for Leo here as possibly the, the person who takes the pinfall in this match? I think Finn Balor wins the, the IC title here. I mean, if there's a, if there's any opportunity to sort of do this, but leave a little bit of doubt in the mind of can Finn Balor actually be Bobby Lashley or does you know or something along those lines, I think it's. Or or have, you know, if Finn Balor loses, it's because he faced two people on one ultimately. So to me, this is kind of like, to me, this continues to set up for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, as far as Leo Rush, I mean, yeah, he's been, he's really been getting into the mix of things and really getting a lot more active and a little bit more competitive on the show. And I like that he's actually featured on a pay-per-view card for once. It's kind of crazy to actually think it. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I just want to see the guy wrestle more. Uh, and I think this is a perfect opportunity for him. And like I said, like I, I my prediction is I do think Finn is going to win. And I think that Leo is going to take the pinfall. And I, I really think that we could possibly be seeing either a breakup soon between Leo and Bobby, which I hope doesn't happen, or some type of issue between those two. Uh, I, I can't see an issue. Yeah, I, I can't see an issue between those two. To me... This kind of a, I would, I would, you know, if I had to pick a person who's sort of win this match, I feel like it's going to be Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. But I think it's me, and I'm thinking it's mainly because the the numbers of two on one, and it kind of still leaves it up in the air of whether Finn Balor and Bobby, because we got two more months of this, like something could happen. Like it's, it's a, we got, we got another pay-per-view in between this. Apparently I just learned a fast lane a week ago. So (laughs) uh, that's a pay-per-view. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the opposition and say Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Okay. I'm going to have to go with Finn. I think Finn's going to take the W. Um, Like you said, Justin, he's going to, I think he's going to take advantage of Leo Rush being the weaker link. And then that'll probably set up a rematch down the line, maybe at like fast lane. So 
And then, and then it's kind of it kind of makes it interesting of where the fuck uh, Finn's gonna go for at WrestleMania. I mean, obviously, obviously, I don't think this goes to WrestleMania, but no. I do think this goes to at least another month. Yeah, another month. But I, I yeah. think like I think obviously they they see a lot in Finn. I don't think there's a better booked babyface than him and Seth for the past like year. But um, it leaves me wondering where he goes from for Mania after this, if that's the case. Unless they do a multi man match again for the title. Yeah. Also, there's something looming, which we'll we'll talk about pretty much later in the show, which could be in the future of this Intercontinental Championship, you know, scenario. So, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with Bobby Lashley on this one and see how this goes. Um, okay, okay. Uh, next match: uh, the Miz, <sighs> the Miz and Shane McMahon versus the Usos. All right, now, now Darius, I have to get this just offer it. Are you are you Miz Hive or not? Are we Miz Hive? We are Ms. Hot. Well, thank we God. I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Come on, baby. Just jump on the train. It's, it, the bandwagon is still, there's still room. There's still room on the Miz. I don't know about the McMiz thing, but, you know, the Miz um, has seemingly. We on, yeah, man. we welcome you. I mean, he seemingly turned completely face. I mean, it doesn't look like there's an, a doubt of, you know, deception anymore. I, yeah, I, which is I, weird. I don't know where they're going with this. <laughs> I tweeted. I tweeted that him and him and Shane McMahon are kind of like they're like you know Joey and 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 and, and, and what's his face in Full House, um, Joey Gladstone <laughs> and Uncle Jesse. Like they're they're moving kind of like that. <laughs> it's weird in terms of them finishing each other's sentences and weird dad jokes and all this other stuff. Like it's a, you know I literal see, dads, also literal dads. You know, Literal dead like, <laughs> would be amazing. Um, I, I love the the back and forth little promo thing with the Usos and thing like that. I mean, it's not for something that was set up so quickly. They still managed to get me interested in it. But if you ask me, who I think gonna win this match is the Miz and James Man Avi. Come on, there is. Yeah, you you said you said the same. Team McMiz. Yep. Team McMahon, baby. Come on. Uh, I'll concur with that as well. Um, but I also think that if that is the case, could this be foreshadowing the Uso's departure in April? Hmm. Hmm. This is the departure that none of us want. Nobody wants this. This is true. Um, I hope not because I really love their theme. I've been getting way more into their theme as weeks go by. Um, That's just a bang. I mean, come on. I'm not going to do it on the show, but um, it's a. Hey, hey. Interested. Hey, hey. You better back up. Back up. You better back up. Um, <laughs> I've always wanted to say that on here. My bad. <laughs> um, it's, it's. I hope not. That's what I hope. I hope okay. not. All right. Um, I, I, I just think that we should be very. Uh, we should be very attentive to how they book the Usos from now to there's also like six tag teams on SmackDown and like four of them have been tag team champions over the last like 18 months so give them their money give them their fucking money give them their money whatever they want give it to them please we we also have a a new tag team forming in the (laughs) on the internet I guess because They have not been on the show, but we have the the formal <laughs> the formal union of Rusev and Nakamura. Well, they, were on, they were on the show last week. Don't do that. <laughs> the formal union <laughs> featured on WWE.com. 
Um, a lot of people watch WWE.com. Yes. That's true, but this is that's not the way you do a formal union <laughs> on a show that no one. Oh, they're a full tag team now. That's what everyone's going to say when they show well, back up. Well, Rusev is dragging Nakamura down already, so I just say that. <laughs> you may be right. Um, <laughs> All right, next match. Next match. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Jesus Christ Ruby Riot uh, for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. This is, I mean, could be considered literally the warm-up of warm-ups. I think that this is just why, why. It's, it's, it's the last, uh, it's, it's the last Mohican for Ronda. It's literally the last person that she faces on Monday night. It's literally, I mean, I wouldn't call this before you hit the final boss. This isn't like Vega or something, but you know, I guess it's close. I mean, Ruby Wright is a, quite a competitor. To me, this match, and no offense to both competitors in this match, this match is one of the reasons why this Elimination Chamber card looks kind of shaky. Uh-huh. I, I don't think this gets past three stars. No, because it's it, to me, the star power isn't on the show. I mean, the, the Elimination Chamber is there, but it just it, it, this card, you know, it's lacking Seth Rollins, which is crazy to think about because he's been on a tear for the last year. It seems like they Gotta save him. Gotta yeah, save him. It's like there hasn't been a pay-per-view that doesn't feature Seth Rollins. We're also missing New Day. We're also missing a, a lot of people that are normally featured on the card aren't on this card. So, it, it, I mean, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Asuka, the, the women who main evented, you know, a match two months ago, one of the best matches of the year, and and none of them are featured on this card. So it's a, it'll be interesting to see where this goes, but not really. Um, Ronda Rousey. Uh. What do you what do you, who do you think's winning this, Darius? <laughs> Obviously. Obviously, Rhonda. Well, uh, you know what? Everybody has Go ahead. What were you saying? Go no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying everybody's been playing the fuck out of Ruby. Like, even Vince <laughs> is like not even thinking about the chamber. He's like, this is who you're facing at Mania. Rhonda, this is your opponent. Like, nobody's even saying, Oh, maybe, maybe Ruby'll take it. Like <laughs> They've counted her out from the jump because they're they're like they're kind of like right squad are kind of like bumbling villains at this point. Like they're just three, you know, people who take the pins and they just they're the opposition. They're the natural opposition because who else is really there? They're um, doofuses, man. They're fucking doofuses. And I would have rather it be a triple threat between uh, Bailey, Rhonda, and Sasha, but you just can't do that right now with everything yeah. going on. Um, I would have rather Ronda versus Bailey, um, but yeah, you can't do that because of the tag team championship thing. But I think, you know, they they managed to give that match away on Raw, but I thought that would have been a great pay per view match. Yeah, it's confusing. I mean, it's just another match. This is just like a lame duck show, and usually that's Fast Lane, which makes me think that Fast Lane is going to actually be the big show. Oh, well, yeah, at this point, yeah. If I mean, if you think if 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 and then I already, and I know you two already see kind of where it's going. Like Fastlane is looking like a must-see show right now. I mean, with with large mania implications, if you will. I, I feel like we're getting a lot of well, yeah. Fastlane is like in two weeks after the show. It's like Fastlane is. Gosh, they don't even have the date for Fastlane. Um, March March tenth. So that's about three weeks after. Um, yeah, we're probably just gonna get to see a lot of things thrown together. Like real, real quick. So it'll be interesting to see yeah, how that goes. I feel like this is the thrown together show. Uh, um, 
Next match, the men's elimination chamber. Uh, it is Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Um, who wins this one, fellas? Darius, you go first. This one is a lot tougher for me, <laughs> but I'm going to stick to my guns and say D. Bry walks out with the title. Oof. I do... Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's the safest answer you can give. But also it's like, what are we doing for WrestleMania again? <laughs> it's it's a very these are these it's a very foregone conclusion unless they're making a program yeah. that's coming out of this. I'm gonna I, I think Daniel's gonna win. I think pie in the sky here. I think that Luke and Bray come back in this match. Mm. Hmm. And it's Daniel Bryan mm. and, and Eric versus Luke and Bray. Huh. Interesting. I think that's what happens here. I, I literally think because I don't think they're doing Andrade Ray until Mania again. Or or if they do it featured on this card that this card could have needed. Exactly. And why aren't they featured on this card? <laughs> it's like they have bangers of matches for all of January. Yeah. <laughs> they're not on the card, they're not on the show. Um well I, I get I get it on SmackDown though. Like we've always said we've always said this. SmackDown is a shorter show. Yeah. It's very hard to get everybody on the show. I understand that. So much Canadian destroyers to the fucking dome. Well, <laughs> uh, you know. uh, what programs do you guys think think this sets up? I, I do think this does set up an AJ Styles program coming out of this. Um, Kofi Kingston, I great performance. I don't think that he's. I don't think it's going to matter much here. You know, as long as it's not a Samoa Joe program, because it kind of seems like you know what. Samoa Joe and Randy Orton, I could see happening because it seems like they've just made Randy Orton the facto face again. Um, he doesn't seem to be a heel. He just seems to be a guy who RKO's things and doesn't have a real direction or purpose or anything. He just comes out RKO's. It's He just plays the hits and everyone cheers. Like That's yeah. kind of what he is. So I could see a Randy Orton-Samoa Joe program coming out of this and maybe even leading into WrestleMania. Or Orton Styles. Orton Styles, that could be another thing too. Um, but really, I mean, unless it was uh, in terms of a fresh matchup, I, I see nothing fresh coming from this card. A Daniel Bryan Jeff Hardy program would be nice, just because I think Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy is the faces of all faces. Like he's someone who can't be, you know, booed. He's someone who has genuine support, and Daniel Bryan kind of needs those type of people, especially. You know, everyone giving Jeff Hardy crap about drugs and stuff like that. And that's right up Daniel Bryan's alleyway. Like, you know, I think it'd be so cool if it was Bray because Bray and Bryan. I, th- I think Bryan is the only great match Bray has ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Bray. Should we sure <laughs> Bray on AEW watch? <laughs> <laughs> Like, he are should we sure? be, honestly. Are we sure yet? Like, we, are we sure he's not like secretly on? You're not going to get that news next week, like. Uh, I mean, he got to pay for the divorce somehow, bro. I mean, I mean, really though. <laughs> um, what I think would win this match is definitely Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. I think we're all in agreement here. Um, if if it's not going to be Bray, and you know that was pie in the sky, just spitballing. I I do think the Rey Mysterio thing is still on the table, honestly. Hmm. Um. Elimination chamber f- for the women's, and how do you think they're going to break this up? You think the, you think the men are going to are going to close the show, and the women's tag team are going to open the show? That makes uh, sense, right? You know, 
It depends on who they have, who they want to win it, I think. Yeah. Um, if they want big. Sasha and Bailey, I feel like they'll open it up with the match. But if they go Nia Jackson Tamina, which I am terrified of, <laughs> they may not choose to put it on first. You know what, what's crazy about this card? This this card is literally seven opener matches. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every one of them could steal the opener of the show. Like, no, but none of them seem like a really strong main event. Um, besides the WWE Championship match. Um, it's kind of interesting to see where they go here. I could see that the women's, you know, just the, the, the women's tag team elimination chamber going up first or at least before um, the WWE championship one, just mainly because the history. That yeah. They're make. And I, I don't think, uh, I don't know how many, I don't think they've um, drawn enough, um, attention or interest in people wanting to see Nia Jax, Tamina, Wright Squad, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville, the Iconics, Naomi and Carmella, and Bailey and Sasha Banks closing a show. Um, Is this going to live up to the hype, though? Like, You you know, it could, because all these teams, in my opinion, um, all these teams have something to prove, and I think the team with the most to prove is probably... um, I want to say Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. It's not uh, going to be the Iconics. I, I even their even the beat up angle they I did on SmackDown. The Iconics, but then I was like, mm, I can't even uh-uh. like naturally bring myself to it. Um, but I think Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville have the most to prove in this match. They're going to be you know in the chamber first against Bailey and, and, and Sasha Banks. So that'll be interesting to see how that kind of works. In my opinion, um, to moment me, of truth, moment of truth. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Nia Jackson Tamina, like as the winners of this match. Believe Ugh. it or not, like I think to me it would be crazy not to put this on them and then build up Bailey and Sasha Banks as strong, credible contenders because it's just to me it's 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 going to be. I don't see who you have Bailey and Sasha Banks fight off the bat with the belts i don't see who i really don't like it there doesn't but it's it's in in when you look at it the other way with nia jackson to you have a world full of contenders yeah you know everyone can face and see who will topple the two you know the most unstoppable tag team women's tag team but i but i i still think i and i agree i do think you a lot of times they, they they just did this with NXT UK where they put it on a heel. They put it on the heels. Uh, and I think that works as far as giving Sasha and Bailey the chase. But I also think I don't like, do you really want to make this this complicated? Just put it on them. Just put it on Sasha and Bailey. I mean, you get there eventually. I think you get there in mania. You know, I think you get there in mania and, and you build that special moment of them there's like doubt and then they come back, especially with Sasha Banks being half near injured. I think you, that's a real out for them in terms of determining why they don't win this match. Um, what, uh, what were you saying? Um, what were you saying, Darius? I'm sorry. I'm just a huge Sasha guy. So I just, despite logic and despite, you know, them needing to have that WrestleMania moment, I got to go with Sasha. But WWE has taught me to be slightly pessimistic when it comes to Sasha matches (laughs) because they, like, have her make the match amazing, absolutely phenomenal, and then lose at the last minute. 
And it's just like, I'm tired of having the rug pulled from up under me. But I got to go with Sasha and Bailey. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go Nia Jackson to me. I guess, Justin, what's your, what's, what's the word? Um, I think they're gonna. I, I I really think that I'm gonna go against the grain here. I think they're gonna give it to uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. You know what? I'll be, I really I really do. Not a bad choice. I really. But do. I think not a great oh, choice either. <laughs> so, Sonya's about to be on, <laughs> Sonya's about to be on Total Divas. Yeah. Mandy is well, Jackson Total Divas too. Come on. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you, I mean, she's she's new, and there's a story there of her being, of her of what she represents and what she represents to people, you know, to 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 women out there. I, I think there is a, a larger story to tell there, at least for that moment, to let her to let her win. And I think that they have been protecting Mandy Rose. They did. I mean, she did lose on 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 SmackDown to, but to Naomi though. So Naomi got her pin back. But other than that, they've protected Mandy a lot. Uh, I can't think of any other teams that have been protected that much uh, within this match right now, other than, of course, Nia Jackson Tamina. But I think they've been they've been a little bit too heavy on Nia Jackson Tamina as far as if they will uh, actually win the match. And that's why I'm kind of iffy on it. I'm very iffy on it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I understand. I'm iffy. Yeah. This whole um, this whole card is iffy, so I'm not even gonna blame you. <laughs> uh, what are you? We got expectations for the women's tag titles. Do you think it's gonna be like a big, you know? I mean, obviously they're gonna be able to go from show to show, but like, what 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 do you think of the quality? Like, I, I'm wondering how they will have time for a women's tag team storyline between these two shows. Have you seen the men's tag titles? <laughs> that's why I'm. That's why I'm set. Because the thing is, they have to try for like the first four months at least. They have to try. Darius, what do you think? I I don't see how they do it. Um, how do you run a storyline? Like, will it be on Raw or will it be on SmackDown? Or do I think it, it'll be I, depending. I on, it'll be depending on who they're facing. I think, I, or at least I guess. I mean, the, the show, the brands haven't been locked for quite some time, and 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 I think we also um, there's a little bit of news that you know that jumped out earlier this week. Just I think it's the week after Mania we're gonna have the superstar shakeup. Yeah. Um, so the but otherwise than that, I mean, we've seen people jumping from brands to brands. Becky Lynch has been on Raw practically more than she's been on SmackDown the last three weeks. Well, that's because she chose the Raw champion. Oh, that's true. But um, it's a. So I have a question. Sure. What happens if Nia Jackson Tamina wins and their first opponent is, let's say, the Iconics? What what does that look like on Raw? Are they just cutting a <laughs> promo on the Iconics and just saying like, "We're gonna kick your ass"? All right, now we're leaving. I think like, there's gone. no face to face there, or I, I think they show up on. I think they show up to build the the program and then they do a maybe yeah maybe they do like a squash match. On SmackDown, and then then they build the program from 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 SmackDown, and then they appear on Raw when it's time for a Raw team. I think. Gotcha. I really think this Nia and, Nia and Tamina thing, and I think that one of their first challengers could even be like Alexa Bliss and Mickey James or something like that, like just a team that isn't on here, and just or, or you know Alicia Fox or something. I don't know, but in, in terms of how they handle the actual tag titles 
I don't even think they fully know yet. So yeah, we'll see. Like I, I think the verdict is definitely out. I am concerned about how much time these titles will have. I know we wanted them for a very long time. They look amazing. They look I mean, like I didn't want them, but I, I understand why they have them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I think it's time. Like it might be time to really like just kind of cut the women loose and let them be on both brands anyway. To be honest, or give them a show. That's kind of what you establish tag titles for, right? You don't really establish tag titles without a sort of show. That ain't happening. Of, that ain't happening for a while, though. It, I, I would, I would feature them on the show. I mean, the women's roster is so huge, and a lot of them don't get opportunity. I mean, it wouldn't kill. I mean, it wouldn't kill on the network at least. I don't think it's going to do any harm on the network. It's not like it's going to be on USA Network or anything I, like that. Give it a year. Give it a year. Give it a year. Yeah. To me, tag team titles aren't established without there being a kind of show around it or a focal point or a roster around it. And while this is here, it's kind of the, the split between both shows make it very, very confusing. Right. Uh, that is Elimination Chamber 2019. Uh, let's do some quick hits from Raw and SmackDown before we end the show. Uh, first off on Raw, we, I mean, pretty much a regular go home show. You had a pretty good Seth Rollins uh segment there with a weird Dean Ambrose thing, which I heard that he went off script about. Did you guys hear about that? No, I didn't hear about it. He went off script. So Dean Ambrose, according to Meltzer, uh, Dean Ambrose, he was supposed to come out and cut a baby face promo because he's a face again. Uh, And he was supposed to say something. Yeah, he was supposed to say something after Slay the Beast, like explaining why he said that. Instead, he just went out and said Slay the Beast and and ended the segment. (laughs) That's why Seth was still like waiting in the ring. I mean, yeah, that was a little awkward moment there. To me, I, I like that he didn't add any more context. That yeah, was actually, me neither. <laughs> I, I like that as well. I thought it was cool. Um, but we also had a big update on Kevin Owens, who said he will be back in less than a month, or at least a month, or a month and some change, or whatever he said. He said he said, uh, "What did he say?" He, he said something that was like a month, but like not really a month, but kind of within the month. Like within a month. this fast lane card is looking incredible. <laughs> uh, you guys see how slim he looks, man? He looks good. I feel like he looks slim, not in the stuff he wrestles in. <laughs> it might be like jeans. I don't know. Whatever. It's a. He looks good. He looks healthy. He looks, looks rusty. You can't bowl for shit. Yeah, but it looks good. Neither can I. So I'm not even gonna throw <laughs> throw anything at him. I'm not a good bowler. Uh, the Charlotte Flair segment that has had people literally crying into their fucking laptops for three to four days now. Charlotte Flair, as we all know, uh, Charlotte, the the big, and and remember last week we were talking about this Becky storyline, but we weren't really a big fan of it. I think they brought it back around this week and they did an excellent fucking job with it. Um, this week it was about making Becky essentially apologize. And, uh, the whole show, she, you had her talking to different people on the roster saying that she should, you know, drop her pride. And if she wants to match, just do it. She goes out, says she apologizes. Um, they, they, uh, Triple H and Stephanie, they call the match back on Rhonda comes out, but Vince then comes out, suspends Becky again and name Charlotte Flair the new replacement. Suspends her for 60 days, which is like five days after, <laughs> after Mania. And then uh, uh, elevates Charlotte Flair to that role. The boos start immediately. Wrestling Twitter literally cried, sacrificed children, all that type of shit. They are so upset. I think it was fucking magnificent. I think this is, this is the turn that will make Becky bigger than what she was a month ago. 
I mean, to me, if there's sort of a way to do this entire program, especially if you're going to have Becky Lynch apologize, it's to, you know, pull the rug from right under her afterwards, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of like you have her apologize. You kind of have her put her pride on the line in a very uncharacteristic way. And you even, you know, you laid it on. You had Alexa Bliss. You had Finn Balor. You had a couple more people just be like, you know, you just got to bite the bullet sometimes. And then all of them were wrong. To me, Charlotte Flair emerging in the way that she did. WWE has acquired this real incredible sense of, uh, what did I call it? Um they kind of, gosh, I, I wrote it on a tweet somewhere, but they've acquired this real thing where they kind of understand the narrative behind mm-hmm. everything. And mm-hmm. they kind of know the narrative behind Charlotte. And it's just that she is, you know, she essentially is the, the, the chosen one. I mean, it's... They did it with Roman, even when putting Roman in the final four of the of, of the Rumble last right. year. Self-awareness, that's what I say. Is yeah. It, it's a self-awareness in terms of the characters that they have and how they understand the, how the audience feels about the characters. And this is a self-awareness that they haven't really shown, I would say, in probably the 15 years, maybe 15 years before this, for this year or last year or something along those lines. Because it's, uh, it's understanding that Charlotte's privilege of being a flair um, – and, and taking that and using that and adding Vince McMahon to that and saying like, hey, I'm anointing her and knowing that people will not be happy with it. Um, it's all very much so leaning in to everything that's sort of uh, in, into the character and into now, the persona and Charlotte Flair just itself. Yeah. Uh, now, Darius, did this piss you off? Were, were you on the internet, internet upset about this? Yep, I was one of the millions on the internet crying and boohooing into my laptop. Because um, <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with Charlotte because she's so good. But I hate her. Like, the fan <laughs> in me hates her. And so when this happened, I was I was just clicking away. Clicking away, just typing away, just mad as fuck. I, I couldn't deal with it at all. Oh, man. that That means that, one, they got you. <laughs> So yeah. they, they did a good job. And two, I think this is just a really good testament that she can take that fire. Because I mean that that just this is a testament of a of a of a good fucking wrestler. I think Charlotte has been on fire since she turned. Uh I, I really, really believe well, she's that her peak when she's in, in she's when she's evil, she's she's there. But even from just oh, like yeah. when, she, when it was like kind of shades of gray after Survivor series, it, you know, people still didn't believe it. Like people were literally to like as far as this week saying, oh, she's a heel now. I'm like, no, she's been a heel for months. Like, she, this has been her. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed that segment because it elicited a, an emotion out of someone that wasn't just fucking stupidity. Uh, well, it was stupidity, but it elicited an emotion that, that wasn't something that they did, or the, the, that the WWE did that was stupid. It was actually the smartest thing they've ever done. Yeah, and, um, and to come very unfair to Becky Lynch, like, all, none of it seemed justified, which is probably, you know... If it, you know, even in the sense, and we talked about how stupid the idea was last week that she didn't didn't go see the doctor. Yeah, uh, they even wrapped that up. Yeah, they wrapped it up. It was like, oh, she went to see the doctor. She'll be fine in a couple of weeks. Yeah, see, everyone's fine. Um, but just for this to come, and it's just so unfair, and it's so unruly, and it's just, you know, it's those type of things that actually happen in real life. Sometimes things really don't go your way, and I've experienced that in person, where people have just been like, nope. 
This yeah. is not how it goes. This is how it goes. Um, and that's just how it, it goes. It's it's that story of the every man or every woman, you know, having to overcome or every man if you're, you know, the man. Or, or you're if you're if you're the man, you know, I'm just trying to be fair to everybody. Uh but I, I think that that was what was being lost with the Becky storyline in the, in the past couple of weeks. And they, and they brought it right back where it's like, it's about the opportunity. It's not about her attitude. You know, it's not like the, the knees, the, 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 the doctor stuff was just annoying. We know she's got an attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like just give, make it about injustice, make it about right. her having to overcome. And that's why people will get invested because now you want to see it. And remember I said this on the show last week, that Ric Flair birthday thing is a, it's a big smoke screen. I think this is going to be the fast lane match. I think Charlotte, Charlotte, Becky, I mean, we've already seen it, but this is going to, that's going to be the catalyst for it. I think they should keep Becky off of TV until that birthday thing sh- shows up. They need to show so much restraint with Becky for the next week and a half. Yeah. Cause I, she, I, her, her first appearance needs to be on raw in two weeks. I agree. I agree. And, and, and the fact that this is going on, I think it needs to sink in a little bit further because, you know, everyone's anticipating Becky Lynch and WrestleMania anyway. I think they really need to sink this idea a lot further in. And that's kind of Charlotte on SmackDown, Charlotte on Raw, Charlotte kind of wreaking havoc in the ring, Charlotte right. kind of, you know, um, doing all of that other stuff and leading up to that big birthday party. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- the main event is looking good. Yeah, that's what I'll say. The main event of WrestleMania is looking as good as it could have been, all for right. sure. And I will say that Charlotte, um, she took all that heat from Monday night and turned around at the opening of SmackDown and just spit it back at everybody. Like it was wild. Yes, I was like, oh, 2016 Charlotte is back for sure. Absolutely, she's on another level right now. I I think that yeah, last year she was like she would have been like my runner up. Or even on the New York 50 this year, she was my sec. She was my second favorite. She could really make a case to be number one this year, in all in all actuality. Just just character wise, promo wise, even if you want to talk about social media, she's killing it, and she has been. And I I, I really enjoying Charlotte right now. I never thought I'd, I'd say that even after 2016. You know when she used to piss me off all the time with like the Sasha shit and all that <laughs> stuff. Like it's right. back now. Uh, one more thing for for SmackDown, Oscar not on the show again. Um. I do understand why I, I, I think, again, like I said, they're making her a spectacle. And I think that you don't want to have Asuka in the mix. If you want to make her a big deal, don't put her next to Becky and Charlotte right now. Have her be on her own thing. And I, I, I really, uh, I'm just saying this like the third week she's been off, uh, but I, I'm, I wouldn't say that we should worry at all about it. No, I think they're they don't have anything for her right now, which is wild because she's champion. But at the same time, they're establishing other championships, and they'll get right back to Oscar. Yeah, they they had to get. Well, here's the thing: they had to get Charlotte off the show, also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that Charlotte's off the show officially, you can you can give Oscar someone. I I do think someone from Raw is probably going to jump over and face Oscar for Mania. I think that's going to be the plan. Yeah, it, it looks like it. Also, speaking of champions, revival tag team champion. Oh yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good match too. I mean, it, it came it, it it came in the worst pro- possible segment on Raw, but it was a good match nonetheless. Really great uh, match. Um, so shout out to Revival. I think everyone kind of I yeah, think shout out to the top guys. Yeah, I think both of us. I think pretty much. There were AEW rumors, but you kind of knew what direction they were going into with the constant, you know buffoonery with the championships and them kind of just getting closer and closer and closer. So I'm glad that they did. Um, 
Yeah, shout out to the revival, top guys. Top guys out. And uh, speaking of top guys, all of us three top guys are out. That is the show for this week. Um, I want to thank you, Darius, for joining in on the show this week and, and being the third voice of reason on the A show. Yeah. And, <laughs> of and being, course, of course. And being the second Ms. Hive to ever grace this the show. It's and it. being and being the last guest on the, this current channel for the A show, as I said at the top of the show, this is our last show um, on the RNC feed. I mean, this is the show that really, is, it means a lot because this is the show that kicked off RNC, essentially. Um, it was me and you, Meals, and then all the shows kind of came after us and they're all killing it. Uh, so like shout out to Mark and Jeff and Cyrus and Eric and Cam and Pat and Huey. Um, did I miss anyone? I don't think I missed it. Oh, Amp. Shout, shout out to Amp, Amp. Uh, for R-O-A-O-P Gaming. Um, everyone that's killing it on RNC's main feed, they will still be there. The A-Show is moving on to a, a new platform, uh, which will be starting with episode 70 next week. Uh, so don't do not miss out on it. Just make sure to don't 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 unsubscribe to this because your favorite shows are still going to be on here. Uh, but subscribe to the A show as well. We're, we're going to have so many new things coming to you and, and so many opportunities to do uh, new types of content as well with this with this new channel. Um, Mills, were there any five star reviews this week? Oh, let me check. Hold on. And yeah, make sure you, you grab the phone. Uh, while he's grabbing the phone, uh, RAOP Gaming returned this week uh, with a new episode with the reviews of Kingdom Hearts 3 and Resident Evil 2, uh, as well as RSBN came back this week. They are a, a couple of weeks away. I think they're like one week away from their anniversary show. So uh, make sure you tune into that. Shout out to Mark and Jeff. It's going to be a fucking huge show. Uh, we also had late fees. We're going we're gonna to re-up that link for Valentine's Day this week. It's the Valentine's Day episode of Late Fees. We also have the perfect playlist dropping this Friday, which would be really good. I heard it a couple of days ago. And we have two belts with Meals and, uh, and Carlos. They're, they're nearing the end of the road for, uh, for two belts. It's very, very emotional time. You had, a really, you had a really cool episode this week with your girlfriends on there. Yes, it was a very cool episode. <laughs> was that kind of like your Valentine's Day uh, in, in incentive? No comment. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, very, very cool episode. Um, we've got a very cool episode of The Lookout that dropped this week. Shout out to The Lookout. It is back in full action. And we've got, you know, more content coming down the pipeline. Don't think, also, don't think because me and Justin are off the RNC radio feed that we're just going to be gone. We're going to have more content coming down that feed. So it's not like both of us don't have other shows on the network. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're still uh, on there. We're still on there. But we should, stop, we should stop being afraid of people stop, like, not listening uh, to us. I'm not I afraid. Think, turn up. Turn yeah, up. Turn, turn, turn all up. of that up. Turn, turn it up. up. More, more love for, you know, more love for everybody. Come on. Um, but, yeah, it's been a great week in professional wrestling. I look forward to Elimination Chamber coming up Sunday. We also have all sorts of NBA All-Star festivities um, coming up on Sunday. We've got no reviews next week, but I think everyone should start saving their reviews for when the A-Show's RNC radio channel will be live next week. So make sure you get them five-star iTunes reviews ready for that. Yes, sir. And uh, that is it for the A-Show this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening for 69 motherfucking weeks on this channel. We're back again next week from a new channel. Same show, new channel. Uh, for Darius and Meals, I am Justin. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.
Oh, happy worst of day. Damn, nope, I, I already.